Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the 1,789th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your girl, Adrian Misunderstanding Allen, better known today as Misunderstood Adrian. And as always, I take great pleasure in welcoming you to D-Block Church. Now, if this is your first time ever listening to Purpose Kingdom Network or D-Black Church, we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Purpose Kingdom Network is a network like no other because it's the church beyond walls. But God, not only is it the church beyond walls, but we have two full weeks of programming, all different types, all different likes, all different walks, everything coming back to Christ. It's a beautiful place to be, and if you've never, ever, ever gotten a chance, please go to www.blogtalkradio.com backwards slash Purpose Kingdom and check out our archives. Now, like I said, there's 1,789 or 88 episodes because today is 89. Now, y'all know if this is someplace where you've been before, D-Block Church, we kind of do a what up, what up, what up, welcome. First thing we do is break it down, where we at, how we sit, and where we at, where we live it. 1,789th episode. Not to mention that we are really close to 800, 1,800, but, uh, mm, oh, I'm sorry, I had a moment, 1,800, you know, I, but let's just, this is a place for whosoever will. We all come, we all show up, and we all have our ways and our likenesses. But today, if you add those numbers up, it comes to the number of 25. And as Chappie would always say, you know, she she break it down so we know exactly where God has placed us. And the moment, it's grace upon grace. Did you hear me? I, I wanted to hear the pause so you could hear it and resonate it with you and grab it. Grace upon grace. That's like, you know, because they said... It's 20 and 5. So 20 was the grace, and then 5 was like times 5. So wait a minute. So I was like, so wait, you mean like grace times 5? Like grace to the fifth power? How about not just grace, but grace and grace and grace, 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 grace? Come on now. When you start walking in big grace, that's big power. Big grace is big power. So tonight, we're going to walk in this in big power. And the reason why is because I read a quote, and it kind of like stopped me right on my back. And I say, wow, you know what? I wonder if people know the only difference between the saint and the sinner. And, of course, you know, I started to put my brain on it, and then I thought about it. And I said, well, wait a minute. This is D-Block all day long. You know, we tie everything in to what we do in our daily lives, but we always like to resonate it with God because, you know, he is the creator. He is the reason why we are here. And when we hook up with why we are really here, then it all starts to make more sense. So tonight, as we discuss the difference between a saint and a sinner, know that we are 
filled and covered with grace to the fifth power. That says that if you out there and you have something that is burning on your heart and you need to call in and you need to even switch this from where we going because see I'm talking about saints and sinners. So if you don't if you're not one, you're the other. And if you're the other then you know what it is to be that other one. That's the difference between the saint and the sinner. That's the greatness. So if you are there and you want to call in and you want to join me live on the air, it's 319-527-6091. And now this is not for any particular faith. You know, this is just simply for the person that really, really resonates with this. Because if you think about what we are doing, what we are saying, and why we are talking about it tonight. As we delve into all of the nuances of what makes a saint and what makes a sinner, you know, we end up talking about everything that's in between. And that is why I encourage you, if you can, to invite a friend to join in with this conversation. That way you can continue this conversation later on in the week, in your lives, and it can be something that you would actually start to look at and you start to realize before you make a judgment on something or maybe before your thought pattern can get around it, you resort back to what we talked about today. So the quote comes from Oscar Wilde, and he basically said that the only difference between a saint and a sinner is that the saint has a past and a sinner has a future. I said, well, wait a minute, hold up, back it up, Jack, that sounds good. What you say now, the only difference between a saint and a sinner is that the saint has a past and the sinner has a future. Just think about that for one second. It's profound because if you think about what it is that we're looking at and you think about how humans look at stuff and how we consider things. We look at you and we can see whether you're on the straight and narrow, whether you are, you know, you're a little bit rough around the edges, but whatever it is, who determines whether the saint or the sinner? How about it just depends on what point of the process you're asking us? Because if I haven't figured it out yet, then that means I'm still considered to be a sinner. But once I realize what it is that I'm supposed to be figuring out, and I start to go into another type of transformation, and I live this redemptive type of life, then you turn around and I'm the saint. So the saint is the some is someone who's faced the situation, overcome the situation, or their past mistakes. The sinner is someone who didn't do it yet. And when I say didn't do it yet, because you understand that it's not so much that you you don't do it, it's just when you do it. You know the song, Donnie McClurkin, we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. For a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. 
You know, you can't forget that part because it's the end, God. So when you think about it, we look at the situations, we look at where we live, we look at how we're living, we look at the things around us, and we can make and formulate an opinion from where we are right there, the good, the bad, the ugly. But it's not our finish. It's not our through. It's not our overall. So because it's not the overall, you can't look at me and say that I'm not where I can tell you that I'm not where I want to be, but I can tell you that I'm not where I used to be, and that right there is powerful. I don't call, consider myself to be a saint, but I know that when it comes down to a saint versus a sinner, I have a lot of past. You know, my used to story is strong. And if you're out there and you're listening to me tonight, you might have a used to story because your used to is what makes you the saint. It what makes you walk in the way that you do. It, it's what makes you have a resolve in your spirit, like a calm in your spirit, even though all hell might be breaking loose all around you, but you still be able to stand on something because the saint in you realizes and understands that God has everything in control. And when we start to look at it like that, then you understand how you can become a saint from a sinner. One, we live in this world right now where, you know, I guess sin is up to the sin is up to the 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 holder. You know how it says beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Sin is in your eyes because I mean as much as we don't want to believe it, if someone believes that they are out here doing what they're doing and it's good, then that is not really considered the sin. What's really considered the sin is when they know they shouldn't be doing it and they feel like they shouldn't be doing it, but they go on and they do it anyway. That's the sin I'm talking about. Not the one that you out here because you think that, you know, like someone, we had a conversation earlier today, and the first person that they came to, the first reference that they thought about was Paul. Because, you know, before Paul was Paul, Paul was Saul. And everyone knows that Saul was basically persecuting Christians, like there was no such thing. Like, well, what are you doing and why? He was killing them. So, therefore, they had already realized that if Saul was on the premises, you needed to cover up yourself because he was coming for head. He was coming for blood, straight up, right? But Saul was on his way to Damascus when he was knocked off of his horse and was blinded, and he actually met Jesus. And the day he met Jesus, Jesus explained to him the story of what it was that he wanted to do and how he was going to call him to do exactly what it was. And then he needed to go and tell the people about what it was. So what happened was after Saul had his knockdown transformation moment, he became Paul. Look at the saint in the center, you would say, okay, Paul, Saul was a sinner. But then I had to say, well, wait a minute, because when he was killing the, when he was killing Christians and stuff, he thought he was doing right. He thought that what he was doing was the right thing. Because remember, he came from the church. You know, that was what the church was. That's what it was. Jesus was different. Jesus was new. Jesus was something that it was not heard. So, you know, the church was a little bit upset about the whole Jesus thing. Like, what is going on? Why is he saying that he is who he is? He can't be who he is because, you know, this is our God. And 
Saul was in the middle of that. So because Saul was in the middle of that, God chose fit. That's what's what's blessing about the saint and the sinner. Understand that if the power of God is on your life and you're going through whatever you're going through, the blessing of it is you should know that it is not through. And the, 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 the sooner people resonate with that, it's easier to understand that the only difference between a sinner, a saint, and a sinner is that the saint has a past and the sinner has a future. The saint can remember how it was, when it was, where he was, what he was doing, when he was doing it, and then thanks be to God, he is not there anymore. He is not living that life anymore. That's the saint. That's the saint's story. But the sinner is living in the midst of wherever they are. Now, another example, if you think about it in that aspect, Think of the prodigal son. Now, remember, the prodigal son, he got his stuff early. He got his inheritance early because he wanted it. He told his dad, it's my birthright. His dad gave it to him, and then he went out there, and he just messed it all up. How many people do you know? It Maybe it could be you. Hey, you could be that person, but I call them pig pen moments. And when you come into the pig pen moment of your life, And you can look around and you can realize that this ain't where you're supposed to be. This ain't how you learned it. This is not how it was when it was. And your parents raised you better than this. You know better than this. You know how to go get some real food. You don't have to keep eating these slops and this trash that people keep giving you. But because you're in this sinful situation and you're in this sinful life, you realize that everything is null. Everything is void. Everything is not right. Everything is empty. Everything is dark. Everything is dirty. Everything is muddy. Everything is mucky. And and all of those kinds of ways, when you have a feeling like that, you can call that sin. You can understand that that is the reciprocation of the sin that you're in. Why do you feel that way? You're feeling that way because there's a difference between a saint and a sinner, and maybe you're sitting on the wrong side of it. But the blessing of it is the sinner has a future that says don't give up. Don't sit where you are and let it be that so it shall be. No, get up. Keep moving. Understand that when you walk in this thing and you talk in this thing and you believe what God said about you, you will turn around for your own good. And then just like the prodigal son, he realized that he came from better and he was on his way back. Now, remember Anybody that does anything, that's anybody that does anything like big, bold, and wrong. You know, the worst part of the being big, bold, and wrong is that you have to come back. That's why they say, like, on your way up, you know, you should be nice to the people on your way up because the same people that you see on your way up will be there on your way down. You know, that's a real statement. It's like almost like burning bridges. People, you know, some people can never go back to a situation because whatever, however they left the situation, they left the situation and burnt the damn bridge. Can't get back over. Can't make it back over to the other side, even if you wanted to. And you know that now it's better because now you're in a different place and because now you see it different and you can understand it different, then you try to get back. But when you realize that you can't because you burnt a bridge, that's the blessing of God because he'll still get you over. Remember, he told he he told he told them to put their feet in the water, you, you know, put your feet in the water, and then watch the water go. I think that was the Jordan. 
So understand that sometimes we do have to cross over the water, but if there is a bridge that has already been provided for us, what we need to do as the as the sinner, always know that regardless of what it is that you're in, there's still a future that is is there for you, is waiting for you. Another one was a lot of people look at Mary Magdalene. Now, a lot of people didn't even dig where she comes into the Bible and everything, right? So the first time I realized that Mary Magdalene was the woman that was sleeping with all the men, right? And then I'm like, well, wait, is that the woman at the well? And then I'm like, so wait, Mary Magdalene is the Samaritan woman? And so I'm thinking, wait, there were more women that were sleeping with? So understand that they were not just one or two women that were doing this promiscuous thing because, remember, you got prostitutes, you had all kinds of stuff, you got Rebecca, you had everybody was doing their thing. So it's not considered just to be the sin because that is what we live in today. But if it is something that is ailing in you, that's where the sin comes in. So Mary Magdalene is the example of the transformation of the sinner because she was living this reputation of this bad sinful life, and when it was brought to Christ, and she had the encounter with Christ, and what he said to her changed her whole life, changed her whole being. And then before you know it, instead of her being living this reputation of a sinfulness that she had going on, they remembered her at the foot of the cross at the crucifixion. And she was there at the resurrection. You know what I'm saying? So there's a difference between when I'm sinning, I'm not close. When I'm sinning, I'm trying to stay far away. When I'm sinning, the future is not in my sight because I'm sitting wherever I'm at. And usually that's how it ends up happening. Now, it's funny because I was talking to somebody else today about it, and we start talking, and you're thinking, wow, the saint. The saint has a past. But the problem is most saints don't talk about their past. Most saints are so excited that they passed through the, that they got past the past. They don't want to bring up the past. Unfortunately what's happening then when you do that is now there's no relatable we have no relatability within ourselves. Like me as the sinner should be able to relate to you as the saint and Vice versa, you as the saint should be able to relate to me as the sinner. But what we end up seeing is that people have, is it, mm, I don't really want to say, I want to say that you have like stereotypes of certain situations, but it's like we have labeled certain things as just sin. The blessing of it is, like I said, God looks at a lot of things as if anything that, well, as, as you put it this way, anything that is not of God, is not doing what God is calling you to do, could be considered a sin. But if you are walking around as a saint, then the question is, so you don't do any of that kind of stuff? Exactly. So that's what we have to understand. We have to show that there's a person in both there's a person in both aspects. There's a person in the saint, and the saint should be able to not look down on me or because I'm still in a space where I still am trying to walk out my future or I, I messed up, simple. 
I messed up, and now I'm looking for my redemptive power, and I'm coming to you as the saint for it. So what the saint then needs to do is be receptive to this person and understand where this person is coming in at and then love on them like Christ would love on everything. That's what we don't do. That's why you think that there's like this big difference between a saint and a sinner. But really the only difference between a saint and a sinner is that the saint has a past and the sinner has a future. And so, you know, this is D-Block Church, so every once in a while we can get Bible, you get Bible. And uh, one of the scriptures that always has been resonated with me and within my choir, shout out to the Quarles Ensemble, shout out to Lillian Quarles, one of the best people that I know, directors of everything, make me sing anything, you know. Romans eight twenty eight. Okay, you know, it is very, very powerful. A lot of people know what it says, how it says. Um, just basically, you know, all things work together for those who are, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to God's purpose, you know, and who love him. They who love him and are called according to God's purpose. Excuse me. You know, I ain't telling you I'm quoting anything, but we're going to tell you. It's Romans 8, 28, and when you get a chance, you can go right to the Bible and you can read it for yourself. Get it in any kind of version, however you need it to know, because the gist of it is basically it reminds you that through difficult times, no matter what it looks like, even when you make a mistake, no matter how bad it is, God will work all things together for your good. That's it. And it just basically tells you that even even in your past mistakes, even in your failures, whatever you've been going through, your greatest purpose, there is more for you than this, basically. And you can find hope in knowing that God is always going to work out for your own for your own benefit. And that's what makes it great. That's what that's what we hold on to. So the verse reminds you that it's our love for God and our faith in him that makes the central of the ultimate good. We just got to trust God, and we got to trust his plan for our lives, and then we can find comfort and reassurance in all of the bad times that we go through that he's right there working it out for our benefit, for our good. How many people out there tonight have a Romans 8.28 story or one situation, just one situation, that if you would love to come on the air and share it with the world, I invite you to call in tonight, 319-527-6091. And don't forget, if you press 1, that will cue the board and let them know, let me know that you want to speak. Just always remember that God is always working it out for your good. And remember that the difference between the saint and the sinner is what? The saint has a past and the sinner has a future. There's so many people that have, like, they can debate it, they can talk about it, they want to say this or the other thing, because a lot of people give saint the bad name because that's how we become hypocrites and everything, because you think that somebody is so holier than thou, but then you realize that they're just people. You just realize that they're just like you. They're just in a different situation. They're just living it. In the, you're catching me on the, the latter days of my story as opposed to the, to the beginning. You know, people don't understand it, but ultimately that is the difference because 
a sinner is not determined by our actions and our past, but by the faith and the willingness to surrender the thing to God's plan and live out that plan in our lives. And if we trust him and we trust his promises, then we will be able to rest assured that he is always working it out for our good. So that means that you do want to change. You do want to do better. You do want to have new life. And because you want to have this new life, that is how it makes it option. That's why it's available for you to have. That's how it happens. It doesn't just it doesn't just show up for you, but you have to trust him. And you have to trust the plan that he has for your life. And then you got to rest on the fact that you know that he's working it out. Simple and straight like that. And it's funny because today, because like I said, it's a grace to the fifth power. That's grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace. Now, when we first started and we were coming in, y'all couldn't hear, but in the background, you could hear the thing that you think about when you think of grace. And it's a song. Now, it's it's funny because I kind of want to sing it, but then I'm thinking, no, I don't want to sing it because it's like so many, so many times that they repeat it. They repeat it so many times that you can understand that no matter what it happens, that your grace, that grace and mercy is going to bring you through. Now, no matter where you are, no matter how you're doing it, no matter what you're living in, you're living it because of God. And then the only thing that we need to do is say thank you because if it wasn't for you bringing me through, your grace and mercy brought me through. You you understand? So grace is big. And then if you got grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, that's like grace to the fifth power. That is a strong power. Even if you don't even understand it, you can understand that there's nothing better than standing on some type of, there's better. There's nothing better than standing on top of grace and then on top of that grace and then on top of that more grace and then on top of that more grace. Think about if it's a solid foundation, they say on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And then if I say that's grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, is that not solid? Do you not even feel solid? Say it with me. Grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace is powerful. And then you can understand it. What's the difference between a saint and a sinner? One of them understands what grace is about, and the other one is still looking for it. But I came to tell you tonight on Deep Black Church that you can rest assured because regardless of where you are in it, you can know that it's coming. The faster that we realize that that grace is for all of us, the grace is sufficient. Wait a minute. That's what he says now. My grace is sufficient. So that means that all you need is a little bit of grace, but we're going to give it to you tonight so that if you're listening to this or when you listen to this, you will understand that this is a powerful, powerful, powerful message. Why? Because you are either sitting in a moment where you are a saint and you have a past and you are looking at your past and you're thanking God from all from where he has brought you from and you're saying to yourself, there is no other where 
place that I would rather be, and there's nobody that can tell you better than I can that God loves me better than anything, and no matter what it ever looked like, he never had me, he never left me, he never he never left me hungry, he never left me clothes. Um, naked, he never left me out out in the out in the street. Like these are things that people can understand. That this is why when you say that I'm a saint, is because I know I know how it was when it was, and I didn't like it when it was, so I changed it. Not only did I change it, but God helped me change it to the point where now I'm sitting on a better place too. I can look back at it, and when I see you, when I see him, and I see her in that situation, I don't turn my back on them. I go to them and I explain to them how it is for them to be able to get out of it. And then when they can start to see it, then guess what? They start to have a future. Understand that the sinner has a future. So you got to take your past as the saint, and then you have to use your past as the as the poster to let it be known that this is how it works. This is what it looks like. And guess what? A lot of people believe, oh, well, you know, I don't have to do that because, you know, I don't, I don't really go to church. Church is not my thing. This ain't nothing. Ain't nobody talking about church. You might be the only church that somebody sees. So, therefore, that means you wear your grace every day with you. You wear, your, you wear it on you. You let people know that your past does not determine who you are or where you are, or how you're doing it. But what it does do is it gives you the honor to understand that you're still here. And you're here because you want to make a difference for somebody else. And the more that we make a difference for somebody else, you can use your past as the example to help them through whatever it is that they're going through. And when we get to that place, when we all can be able to understand that this is something that we all together need to do, we must all join together as one and understand that this is just what it is. Like, you got to understand, like, the saints of back in the day now, remember the back in the day saints? I like it because, you know, the saints that we are today, I don't believe that we would be the saints of the old. You know, because remember, they died. They were they were dying for Jesus. They were dying for their faith. They were, they were being stoned to death and things of that nature. They were They were considered to be martyrs, you know, dying for a cause, and the cause was for Christ. So... I know a lot of people that show up at church. I know a lot of people that do what they do in their ministries. I know a lot of people that come to serve. But the question really is, are you willing to take this brick in the side of your head until it is all over? Because that is what a saint is. That's what saints are. That's how you resonate with the saint. That's where a saint came from. Now today, I wouldn't call you a saint. I just say that you 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 working on it. You're a sinner saved by grace. And the blessing of today is that is grace on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace. That's power. Just think about how many spiritual practices and devotions that there are to God. How many people are out here doing something and, you know, that is their know-all, be-all, tell-all. Nobody can tell them anything different. Well, I want you to know that no matter how how you practice whatever it is that you practice, whatever day it is you practice it on, whatever name you call it as you practice it, understand that if you look at the past, 
they all resonate in some type of way together. My past is not your past, but you got a past, so therefore we can understand that past, our past, and the blessing of it is we have futures. For the sinner, it's the same way as when you look at me, you shouldn't feel bad or you shouldn't feel less than or you shouldn't feel like you don't want to be a part because at the end of the day, I should be showing you something that makes you want to strive to have a future like mine. And y'all do know that becomes the next problem because think about the people that you know in church. Think about the people that you know say that they are the Christians. And then think about how they are. Like, are they nice to people? Do they get mad in traffic? Do they cut people off? Like, are they really snippy for, like, you know? Like, these are the types of things that we as I'm not going to call us saints. I'm just going to call us believers, like I said. And I'm going to say that the way that people walk is different, but we don't realize that people are looking at us and watching us in our walk. Now, shout out to the the people that say things to me that kind of keep me grounded to the point where it's like, uh, read the room. <laughs> read the room. No one's listening to that right now. You know, but then I realized that God has told me that, no, you need to say what it is that you need to say. Why? Because I might be in a room full of sinners where they don't see the future in where we are supposed to be going. So if someone can show you the light while you're sitting in darkness, guess what you are going to do? You're going to be drawn to the light. So basically what I'm saying to you is if you're listening to me and you feel as though you carry the light and you feel as though you are the light, when you walk into rooms, things light up, when you think this and you know this to be true, then you resonate with it because you are now that saint. Why? Because the past has shown you that what you do is you light up rooms. What you do is you run away darkness. What you do is you give life to dead things. That's a power that if you are able, saved by grace, then you understand exactly what that is. Now, there's some people out here that get so caught up in different, I mean, you got names that might be different. You got ideas, you know, like um, not so much names, but like different practices, what you do, how you do it, where you do it, and and everything. I I heard something earlier, and it, it kind of made me chuckle. I'll tell you guys because, you know, y'all are D-Block, and y'all understand this. And maybe you can hear me when I say this. I was having a conversation, of course, you know, with, with some of my Muslim brothers, right? So they were talking to me, and they were explaining to me all the things that were going on and everything and, and how is this supposed to be because, you know, the, the discrepancy that we have is about the cross. You know, not so much about the bearing of the cross, not so much about the carrying of the cross, but we have a discrepancy on the fact that they don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. You know, they don't believe that it was Jesus on the cross. They believe that it was an invitation of some sort of something else. I think it was like Judas or somebody. It wasn't Christ, basically. It was somebody else. So basically, when he was explaining to me the story, he was talking to me, you know, because on the way to carrying the cross, Jesus had a problem after a while, and he, like, kept dropping and falling. So, you know, the Bible says that Simon, the black man, you know, he comes in and he 
picked up the cross. That's why, you know, as black people, we believe that, you know, it is our cross to bear and, you know, we bear someone else's cross and all that. And it's good for the matter of you helping someone that is less fortunate than you or you seeing someone in a struggle and you have more power than they do in that moment. You give them a rest. So you step in and you pick up the ranks. So check. Now they're telling me this story, but they say to me that Simeon carried the cross. And I'm thinking, well, Simeon, ain't Simeon Simon? We just pronouncing, we not, we did, it's like a pronunciation thing going on here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I'm telling you it's Simon, and you telling me it's Simeon? That's like Sadie and Sade, ain't it? They still singing the same song. So what we need to do is we need to be able to start to resonate on the fact that we might be saying things different, we might be pronouncing things different, but it is the same God. It is the same Christ. The only, you know how they say, um, what is it? Um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by me. And the reason why I believe that it says that is because at the end of the day, as you're living in that center world where you're not seeing the next future, like you're not seeing your future, you're not understanding what it is, you're living in a daily, day by day, in a sinful nature. Why? Because there is nothing extra that is going on. It's all the same thing. So it's very, very mundane, very, very stagnant, very, very, like, and it's funny because you be moving and you be thinking that you've been moving and you're doing a whole lot of stuff, but then you look back around and you realize you ain't went nowhere. You ain't did nothing. And all you've been doing is just moving around. Like, and then you realize you got me going in circles. (laughs) Right. And that's what sin does to you. And then when you realize that, you know what, I want to move. I want someone to take my, I want I want to take the first step. And then I want God to do what God already knows that he's going to do, but he's just been waiting on me to take my step. So the same way that there's a Simon that picked up the cross and there's a Simeon that picked up the cross, however, whichever way you need it to be, know that, he picked up the cross, and the reason why he picked up the cross is because why not pick up the cross? Because if you see someone in the struggle and you understand that this is not the best of everything, this whole situation is wrong. Because remember, the, just a week ago, everybody loved Jesus when he came into town. You know, so now it's a whole switcheroo and everybody's doing other things. So you got some people that are looking on sides trying to figure it out. You got other people that are, like, trying to shrug and act as if it is not happening. You know, and it's funny how these still still happen today. Like, you know, when we see injustices in the world, people say something, but then they, like, die down on it because, you know, they might think nobody heard them or might they didn't get the... They didn't get the outcome or the reaction that they thought they would get, so therefore, you know, it. next thing you know, it's done. It ain't happened at all. You know, no more meetings, no more nothing. Like, no one is no one is there doing anything to move on to the future. Everyone is just like, okay, this is it. We're done with this. You know, and that is what you, you want to kind of, Realize that as you are living this life as a saint, that you have to be open to explain your past. You have to be open to share your past. That way the sinner 
can know where and which way they need to want to go. It's funny because, you know, if I was to put it in like modern day, like today, you know, people that are dealing with substance abuse, like most people, if you hear them, like if they're recovering and stuff and they spent years in and out of rehab programs, they have no problem going back and being the volunteer person that is transforming another group of volunteer, like another group of peers in this treatment center. And you understand that it's actually easier for you to get hired in this job than the person that's coming out with credentials that says that they have some type of a pedagogy because at the end of the day, they want the real life experience because your past is what's going to be the light to somebody's future. And, you know, so that that was like a big place for me. I realized that a lot of people that I know that work in drug rehabs actually had a problem with the substance abuse in their own lives, okay? So because of the fact that they were already struggling with the addiction, you know, they understand what it's like to go through stumbling blocks. They understand what it's like to realize and feel shame, you know, but they they use what they've gone through, they use the experiences to help the other people, to tell them to make a positive impact in what they're doing. And that way, the transformation of it is a sinner to a saint, you know. So now that sinner has a future. He's looking for his future. And as he's looking for his future, it becomes perfect. And the more he works towards his future, the less flaws. And because of the fact that you end up having those past experiences, you then stand strong on those past experiences because you understand that the past experiences is what got you to where you are right now. And so if there was no other way to do what you do, you would have to say that that's called love. And everybody don't get that understanding of the love, but when you understand exactly what Christ did for us all, then you can understand and resonate what it is. Now, understand that if you're sitting there and you have, you're not even with me, but you're with me this far, understand that you should just keep holding on because we appreciate you and understand that maybe you need to listen to it tomorrow so you can hear it in a different light to hear it in a different way. Go to sleep on it, figure it out, and then ask God to really say something to you because understand that you are the only person that can evaluate where you are in your life. You're either a saint or a sinner, but understand that if you are the sinner, you are looking towards your future. If you are a saint, you are then sharing your past. Now, I know I probably hit somebody just like that because they're like, oh, I don't really talk to people. You know, what I went through is what I went through, and I don't really need to be telling everybody my dirt, and somebody might take it and do that. That's pride. We don't have time for pride in Christ because if that was the case, Jesus wouldn't have, Jesus would not have carried that cross because he would, have really, he would have thought about what he looked like. He would have thought about the fact that they put thorns on his head, and now he's bleeding. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, they got me out here. It's like, oh, I got this thing on my back, and I'm, like, getting splinters on my back. This thing is here, and they they tripping. You know, like, this is what's going on in his head. But meanwhile, he's continually went forth. So as Simon jumps up, 
and actually picked this cross up. That was like the help that he needed to get him to the next journey. And now you're looking at it and you say, well, who is this? Who are you? And now you realize that your past is what actually brought you right to it. So the only reason why you would have a past and the only reason why you could look at where you are today and look back over your life and realize where you've come from, you'd say, wow, that was nothing but God. Things happen the way that they happen because that is what they were supposed, that is how they were supposed to happen and no other way. I tell people all the time, like there was, I got fired from a job. Yes, y'all, I got fired from a job. Shoot me, right? I got fired from a job, but I didn't want to go straight home. So I went to a pizza store. And in the pizza store, I started talking to the lady, and the lady was telling me, you know, how much, like, her son was so great and everything, and I would like her son. Right, to make a long story short, me and her son are still friends till this day, 20-plus years, right? But within that 20-year relationship, I have a cousin that met one of his friends, and they got married. And then they got married, and they had twin boys. And these boys went on and played in the NBA and got drafted together and everything. So they live a beautiful life, beautiful, you know, wherever they want to live, how they want to live, on boats and all that kind of stuff. And as they sit and they think about all of the greatness and they be laughing about this and how they got this and how they got that, I sit in my corner and think to myself, you do know if I had never gotten fired that day, it would even exist. That gives you power. That's what grace looks like because you realize through your past that you have made it through some very hard, tough times, and you're still standing. And that is nothing but through the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ. And what we do here at Purpose Kingdom Network is we offer you the opportunity to make sure that you understand that love that we are talking about and and you get the good news of the fact that Christ is here just for you. Now, we call it the salvation. We call it a call to salvation that says that now is the time for you to come. If you've heard something good or you understand that there's something in your heart that you're looking for, you're looking for forgiveness of your sins, you're looking to cleanse your soul, and you're looking for the eternal life, then I offer you Christ. Now, understand there's a difference between the gospel and Christ. Some people get confused about it, but I keep trying to explain to people that the easiest way to understand it is that the gospel is the whole thing. The gospel is what's going on. The gospel is why we do what we do and what we do it for. The gospel is all about the salvation of the Lord because that is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. That is the gospel. So as you say the gospel and you understand the gospel, that is why you want to make the call because you want to receive that gospel and you want to respond to the message that you're hearing, that you understand what God is saying to you and you want Jesus to come into your life and be Lord and Savior and actually help you walk this thing out in a better future. That's how that works. What's the difference between a saint and a sinner? The saint already made the call. And the sinner, we still wait. 
So if you are a person that has never made the call, never actually had a personal conversation with God, understand that right now, tonight, we do something called the Call of Salvation, and it is a personal invitation to everyone who is out there that is listening. If you can receive this blessing, please receive this blessing. In essence, you got to understand that when the call is an invitation, you respond to the message and you receive the benefits. Has there ever been a time where you were separated from God or you just felt like the weight of the sin that you know was all over and you were just missing something from life? That is it. Because the good news is that Christ died for you on the cross and your sin, for your sins, and then rose from the grave and offered all of it as forgiveness and gave you new life. And now, if you understand that and you believe that, then you will be able to say something in a prayer that you ask God to literally come into your life. So if you've never said anything, you can repeat after me. Dear God, I come to you today acknowledging that I am and was a sinner, and I am in need of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and he rose again to offer the gift of salvation. And I turn from my sins and put my faith in Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and for extending the call to me. And I receive the gift of salvation and the new life that comes with it. And I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the strength to follow you every day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Your grace and mercy brought me through I'm living this moment because of you I want to thank you and praise you too your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm sorry, Brother Rob. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, real quickly, I'll go ahead and do the announcement. This is the Project Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're listening to us online or you're listening to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom, and we also appreciate those that share with your friends and family members. Okay, uh, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. There you'll see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on this social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. If you want to correspond with us here at Purpose Kingdom Network via email, you can uh, email us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can send our co- your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And those who are in need of a Bible, just uh, leave your contact information, and we'll see about uh, getting you a Bible. <clears throat> All right? And um, we do have a radio network, which is pkn.com. There you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. And uh, feel free to share with your friends and family members. Uh, we are also on Radio Co. Uh, check it out. 
Purpose Kingdom at Radio Co. And uh, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for In Search of Truth, and that's going to be hosted by Evangelist Cheryl Johnson. Uh, once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for In Search of the Truth, and that's going to be hosted by Evangelist Cheryl Johnson. Uh, with that being said, it's going to be in the announcements, and um, Adrian, great show. And I also like the part where he says that we're all singing the same song. I just, uh, you know, I just I, I just believe that was just so ironic that you would uh, just use that analogy right there for that part of your program. Uh, so once again, Adrian, uh, back to you. Well, I thank you so much. I need everybody to understand that when you get a chance, grab a Bible, go in it, Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and understand that it's a powerful and comforting reminder that no matter what it looks like, even in our past mistakes and failures, that God is always working it out for our good, and we can trust in his plan for our lives that it will be better. It will work it out. And the best thing that we say, great is your mercy towards me, your loving kindness towards me, your tender mercy I see. Day after day, forever faithful towards me. You're always providing for me. Great is your mercy towards me. Great is your grace. Grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace, on top of grace. That's power. So what's the difference between a saint and a sinner? And are you a saint or are you a sinner? It's for no one else to answer but you. But however it resonates in you, then that whatever you're doing, you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for someone else that's watching you. So whether you're the saint and you live in your past, but you don't tell anyone about your past and your past is a secret and you will never be able to tell anybody what you've come through, then understand that you've gone through it for nothing. Everything that you don't want to tell the world is the thing that God wants you to stand on and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Why? Because that is what makes me me. And then when you see that old me in the new me, then you say, I want to do that too. So what's the difference between a saint and a sinner? It's easy. The saint has a past, and the sinner has a future. 
See y'all next week. Love you forever. Don't forget it. You know, be covered. Be careful. Be diligent. Stay the light. And share the message with somebody. Encourage them to look at where they are and find out if they got a past, let's talk about it. And if you don't have a past, hold on because you got a great future ahead of you. Talk to you guys later. Don't forget, tune in tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. God bless you. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.